I mean, Mark. Mark. <laughs> well, not to change the subject, but. <laughs> <laughs> Busted. <laughs> I loved listening to you guys. <laughs> oh, we missed yeah. you, though. We hope you had a safe and wonderful trip. Yeah. I did. I did. Thank you. It was awesome. And then this week, I've been working doubles because somebody's sick. Somebody else can't cover for me, and we don't want to ask the third person. So I figured out how to work from home, and now I'm kind of like, why didn't I do this sooner? It's awesome. Right? I know. Yeah, no kidding. Welcome to three years ago. Right? Right? (laughs) I, I may be asking the boss if I might be able to work from home a couple days a week now. Do other people do it? Other on-air per- personalities? Um, I don't really know because, you know, we have so many people from different areas anyway. So right. um, they're not doing it from here. And there's some things that I can't do from home. So I would need to go in. And I love going in. Don't get me wrong. During COVID, it was my lifesaver because, you know, I live alone. But it's a 40-minute drive. That's a lot mm-hmm. of gas. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I've asked for full time, can't get it. So maybe it's like getting a raise, not having to pay for gas two days a week. Wouldn't yeah. that be something? Yeah. I think mm-hmm. so. So mm-hmm. that's my story. Does somebody else have a story? <laughs> Are you waiting for me? <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> well, everybody, hey, guess what? I finally got COVID. Woo! <laughs> wow, you're three years ago too. Yeah. <laughs> We're just living in the past here. You guys. Oh, Anna. Welcome to the club, right? <laughs> so how's it been? <laughs> oh, it was miserable the first couple days. I don't know if it was me or my husband that one cut it from the other. Anyway, I was fluey, achy, fatigued, chills galore. Mm. Um, my saving grace this entire time were my electric blankets. Like, <sighs> God bless electric blankets. That It's the reason why I was able to work from home. I, a regular blanket wouldn't do it. I would be too miserable. Oh, wow. um, was yeah. there was there any point where you thought I'm going to have to go to the hospital? No, I didn't have any respiratory problems, and I have asthma. I didn't fe- I didn't feel like it had worsened or anything like that. But I'm on that medication that um, helps you not get hospitalized, Paxlovid. So. I'm thinking that's been helping me along because like a lot of people feel when they get COVID, sometimes they feel fine. And then next thing you know, they feel like exhausted again. And then they feel fine. And then they feel exhausted again, like that quick. I don't think I've had that kind of pattern going. I think I've been consistently getting better and better and not feeling wiped out all of a sudden like that. Yeah. Yeah. But boy... Paxlovid, man, it's like three pills that you take morning and night, mm-hmm. and they're horse pills. Wow. Uh, side effects could range, like the pharmacist was saying, yeah, you definitely want to take this as food because a lot of people feel nausea taking this and stuff, but it leaves the worst taste in your mouth. Like it's not because of the actual taste of the pill, I don't think. You know how like sometimes you have a pill that you could still taste after it's gone down. It's like, I guess it might be a chemical thing where you're tasting something like a metallic sour taste. And I didn't know about this side effect. The first time something was happening, 
I was uh, fixing breakfast for my my kids, and then I was asking my daughter, "Do these honey crisps like taste funny to you?" And she's <laughs> like, "I don't know. What do they taste like to you?" And I'm like, "Like sweet plastic." <laughs> <laughs> And I think she walked away like, what the what? <laughs> but now I know it's this medication. It's making me taste things. And it's like, it's supposed to, and so I, I read about it. And it's called Paxlovid mouth. Oh, it's not like foot and mouth. What's it called? <laughs> Hoof and mouth, yeah. Hoof yeah. and mouth. Did you, um, I, I, I have a couple of questions. And it's funny, you talk about the Paxlovid mouth. Um, I didn't, I didn't, I had COVID a few weeks ago. I did not take Paxlovid. I waited to see and, and I didn't eat it. Or I just didn't, it, it, I worked out to a point where, and I don't have a, any other kind of co, you know, what do they call them? Comorbidities. I love that word. Mm. Um, so I did oh, underlying conditions, underlying condition. Yeah, that's, that's a better word. I was remembering when COVID very first started the, some, you know, the first symptoms was you lost your sense of taste and smell. And I was so grateful that didn't happen to me. Obviously, it didn't happen to you because you have Paxlovid mouth. <laughs> so it's interesting that, that with all the vaccines and with the, the variants and all that kind of stuff, it's changed in, in quite a lot of ways. So did you ever lose your, your taste and smell? No, no. And neither did my husband. But my, my son did, but he got his COVID back in the summer. And I don't know if that was a different variant. I don't know if these, you know, different variants decide they want to attack things like taste buds or smell buds, you know. <laughs> no. Smell buds. <laughs> <laughs> That's my COVID brain talking. Sorry, everybody. <laughs> and, and the other thing I, I wanted to ask you is that I, I never had, um, if I had had COVID, if I had gotten it like two years ago when it was like, you know, raging, I would have been scared. I would have been like, oh, my God. Oh, and yeah. I didn't, I felt annoyed. <laughs> like, oh man, I don't want to deal with this. <laughs> but I was never worried. Were you, were you scared or are you scared? No, I was never scared. I think just being vaccinated, I uh, felt like I was, I was good. No, I didn't feel like my life was, um, I didn't feel scared. So yeah. my friend just had COVID and she got encephalitis. What oh, is that? Goodness. What is that? And how do you spell it? <laughs> With a C. <laughs> it's a neurological complication and it affects the brain. And they basically mm. said, you know, you're mm. never going to get your brain back. But she was having like terrors or what do you call it? Like she was having uh, hallucinations Whoa. And yeah, it was crazy. And, you know, when she sure. came home, she told me, she goes, well, they said, you know, it's damaged my brain. But, you know, you, we've all talked about Dr. Caroline Leaf. And, you know, I do a lot of studying about the brain and neuroplasticity. And I'm like, no, we are going to save your brain. And so she's been doing the exercises from Dr. Leaf. And, you know, she does have some memory loss and confusion, but she feels like she's getting it back. But I'll just never forget when she came home and said, yeah, they said I'm basically brain damaged and I'm not going to get ever get my brain back. Did your friend have high fever? Mm hmm. Yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. okay. She didn't yeah. end up on a on a ventilator, but she was in the hospital. They, they had. The okay. Because of the fever? Very possibly. I'm not sure which which led to which. You know, okay. what, what, uh, but I think she like actually, 
uh, passed out or lost consciousness. And oh boy, wow. yeah, I'm no doctor, and I'm no <laughs> doctor leaf. <laughs> I, I tend to think that the fever, or the high fever, is the big culprit of brain fog and yeah. or any brain damage that happened. I, I don't know, but minus a virus, I know one person from childhood whose brain was perfectly normal and uh, she had a, just a high fever. And this fever just damaged her brain to a point where she was mentally challenged. So I, I don't know. I don't know. I haven't read any articles or anything like that or seen any YouTube videos about why why there's the brain fog. Brain fog, that's it. Um, or brain damage. Because I, I, too, know someone who had brain damage since uh, she had COVID in 2020. And she hasn't recovered. She, and she still gets fevers. Some people really suffer from the long COVID. They, they're, they're, they don't get better. Whereas some people yeah. have it and then they just, you know, get, get back like, hey, I had it. I'm done. We're on with life. And that, that's curious to me. In fact, the encephalitis, um, this is so weird. I mean, really, when do you ever hear that? And I was at church and my neighbor had started coming to my church and so I was telling another friend of mine about my friend having it. And she said she had gotten it in the hospital. She had gotten some sort of, um, like you said, maybe Anna, a fever and gotten encephalitis. And he perked up. And when he, he, he was a recovering drug addict, I mean, he hasn't used in over 20 years, but he uh, OD'd a couple of times and he had it. And I'm like, how do I know three people with this when I've... I mean, whoever hears of this, and I have three people right around me that are, all suffered with it. So I think that's mm -hmm. really crazy. The gentleman you just mentioned, was it also high fever related to an incident that caused a high fever? I, I believe so. Yeah, because uh, with his uh, drug overdose. And and right. he said right. he, he was married at the time, and uh, they were going to just put him in a nursing home. They did not think he would come back. They said he was brain damaged and... You know, he said uh, he threw a fit. He knew enough of what they were going to do, and he threw a fit and wouldn't go. And now, I mean, he seems fine to me. <laughs> right, right. Mm. It's interesting. I wonder if, if they're, you know, and I, thank God I've never been in that situation, but, you know, with everybody saying, oh, well, you're, you're brain damaged. And, you know, next, right. You know, is, mm. is there a sense of, is it managing expectations? Is it is it doctors now just not wanting to get people too excited and going, yeah, you'll be fine? Or is, is, do they truly believe that, that this damage has been suffered and, and cannot be recovered? This is you know, what Dr. Um, Leaf says. She says that's the old way of thinking. And they've been doing study on neuroplasticity for about 20 years. But it takes the medical community a long time to get back on board because if you think of all the doctors were going to school 20 30 years ago they still believe that brain damage is brain damage and you can't get well right. so unless they've had any newer training it's their mindset it's just what they think and mm -hmm. so even though it's not that new it it is in the way when you think about education because you don't just go change a curriculum for doctors, <laughs> you know, and so I think that's a really uh, interesting question, Claire, because I do think they think that because they just don't know different. 
and unless uh, right and how can they study everything you know what if they you know they're really into muscles you know and it's like or they're really into tendons or the gut it's like there's so much and so this whole neuroplasticity but you know I've been studying it for a long time and there's a lot of leaders uh in the industry that are saying you know you can come back from a brain injury uh, but, but it takes work and it takes intention like you don't just mm-hmm. sit in your chair and, and you get well. You have to do exercises for your brain and with your eyes and yeah. Yeah. You know, my, my dad had Alzheimer's and uh-huh. um, I became sort of acutely aware that, you know, it is, it is genetic and not everybody gets it. But, you know, there is definitely a string through my family on his side. And that's when I started um, doing crossword puzzles. Mm. Um, I was doing them more casually in those days. Now I'm kind of on this streak, so I, no, I, no, I can't stop. But it, it's also a meditation. There's a lot of reasons I do crossword puzzles. But I've literally very first went, well, I'm going to have to start growing new brain cells. Yes. And, you know, and it, it's it's really, there's that sense of you can, it, it's a, it, we, there's a lot we know about Alzheimer's and a lot that we don't. But it's this plaque and this and this and this buildup, but if you are attempting to stimulate and keep the neurons going and the synapses and all of that kind of stuff, uh, there is evidence, physical evidence, that you can at least stave it off, if not stop it, you know, from happening. Um, Sharon, my wife, my wife talks about this a lot. She's a um, an artist and a art teacher, and she talks a lot about. She's been kind of focusing on people in retirement age and 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 as you're getting older and and about continuing to learn new things and whatever whatever it is you're learning mm. playing mm-hmm. the piano or a language or or to draw or whatever it is that you're learning that you you can rebuild these connections yeah Ooh. yeah we that there's a, a big um i don't know if you'd call it a movement but it's about continuing to learn and i think sometimes people get to a certain age and they feel like I'm done. I'm good. You know, and it's like, no, you're just beginning. You could learn a new language. You could learn a new skill. And we think, oh, you can't teach an do- old dog new tricks. And it's amazing how mindset, things that we think from growing up, things that we've learned, they influence what we do. And we don't even know what's going on. It's like, oh, I should learn that. Oh, no, you can't te- teach an old dog new tricks. So I'll just sit here and keep crocheting. Like, if you've crocheted your whole life, you're not learning anew, but you know what I mean? It's like you just that learning really does make a difference in your brain. And I think it's awesome you're doing puzzles because that is a good yeah. one or Sudoku or something that keeps your brain active. Like find something you're interested in and study it like you're going to school. Read a book, you know, and I listen to books on tape, but there's really something to reading with your eyes and your eyes yeah. moving and picking up the words. So I really, I do make sure to read every day and I'm always you know, learning something new. In fact, I was trying to learn this new marketing platform. Oh my goodness. I I finally hit the contact. I go, I'm just a grandma trying to (laughs) to do this and I can't figure it out. And they were very nice to me and took two weeks, but they, they were able to help me get the, fix the thing. But normally it's easy to just give up and go, you know what? I'm too old. I'm not techie. I'm not going to get this. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to learn because I'm not going to lose my brain. So I'm going to tell him I'm just a grandma (laughs) trying to figure this out. Somebody help me. (laughs) My aunt, my aunt Bernice at at COVID hit. She was 95 years old when COVID hit and she got an iPhone and an iPad and has learned how to use them. 
It started just before COVID, actually. She did, she had a car accident and just decided to stop driving. And thank God she made her own decision to stop driving and we didn't have to have a talk yeah. with her. Once she, once she stopped driving, and she's an avid movie freak, she couldn't go to the movies anymore. Oh. And all of her friends who also stopped driving had learned how to Uber. Her friends are all younger than her because she's 95, <laughs> you know. So she had to learn Uber, and she couldn't, like, she had a flip phone, and we're like, yeah, you can't Uber on a flip phone. <laughs> so she literally got a, an, an iPhone only so that she could Uber. She started learning how to use things on it, and then COVID hit, and we were like, okay, you need an iPad, because now mm. you need to be, can't go to the library. Not she couldn't, she couldn't go out of the house, even if she wanted to. And she learned, I'm not saying she's going to, you know, program the NASA rovers from her iPad anytime, <laughs> but she can do a lot of things on it. And she started at 95. And there was wow. a lot of frustration, wow. a lot of things that drove her crazy that she thought she did wrong or she broke it. And I'm like, these are things that happen to all of us. Mm -hmm. When you open certain websites, 50,000 things pop up and want you to buy them. Mm -hmm. and, and that happens to everybody. And you just have to learn how to click the X. And then they changed it. Now there's no X. Now you have to find the word close or the word cancel or the word oh, done. Yeah. And it's uh. like, you didn't break it. You did nothing wrong. The bad people are just way ahead of us. And we have to learn <laughs> how to defeat them, you know. Mm -hmm. yeah. And it took a while for her to let it sink into her head that she was not past her ability to do this. And and I'm so proud of her. And now we FaceTime. Now she she's discovered she can hear better when she can see you. Uh -huh. So yeah. I never face she taught me how to FaceTime because I just That's never hilarious. It, you know? Um so yeah, it's it's really important to to know you can't give up. But it's if you don't have people around you to encourage you to do it, it's 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 hard to not know that it yeah. exists to to and you know when you retire you've still got whatever 30 something years to go you know i'm i'm the first one to joke about you know i'm being an old jewish lady and i used to you know, <laughs> used to call me grandma cuz you know my knees creak or whatever but i got a long way to go i hope you know and i don't it's a mindset it's fun to joke around about aging but also you can't let it sink into you you have to make yourself realize that your life is not over just cuz you're in your 50s yeah. yeah. Well, and I love it that you talked her through it. And I mean, I know you're probably not physically close, but so often people inhibit us from learning. They're like, I'm just going to do it for you. It's easier. And, you know, it is important for us to learn. And like, to, so when I started working from home, um, I don't know if you ever met Seth Clare. He's the new uh, IT guy at the station. Did you meet him? Yeah, he was doing something a little bit different when I was there. Yes. He was there, but in a different position. Sweet, yes. sweet man. Love him. But, yeah. He is and so sweet. so patient. And so he reset it's my so computer clever. for me. Oh, so smart. And I got home and I could not put the traffic in. I had to keep Xing out the traffic beds. And I'm like, I mean, I'm sweat. You know how it is in radio. You start sweating. You're having a breakdown because you're like, oh, I can't do this. And uh, so he, he was in his car. He got home. He called me and we had to pull up this thing and do a, a, a team thing, which I didn't have on my computer, but he just was so patient. He walked me through it until he actually kind of took over my computer, showed me what to do. And it was really a simple fix. Um, and it was changing the look of it, but he, you know, he could have gone and done it for me, but he's like, okay, I'm in and this is what I want you to do, you know, and then I could do it again. And I think sometimes with kids and with the elderly, we want to just do it for them. And it's so important that we let people learn. Yeah, I do that with, I have an, um, one of my, I have another job working for a, a company that does uh, newscasts in, in small towns. 
And over the last few months, I've taken on the responsibility of training new people on, on how to do certain things. I make them all Zoom and share their screen and I watch them. And I warn them ahead of time, I'm going to see your desktop, so you know, clean up anything that you don't want me to see. <laughs> and if there's anything you don't know how to do, we'll talk you through it. And usually the first 15 minutes is spent teaching people how to use Zoom. Like, okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, cool. they knew they knew how to click a button and take a call, but nobody's ever had to share the screen or learn how to move it or right. or why sometimes when you're Zooming with somebody and they're looking puzzled and they're moving things around and like, why can't they find things? It's the freaking Zoom screen. Like mm-hmm. Zoom itself has little toolbars that are always in your way. Mm-hmm. And it's like, now I know that. So I'm like, okay, grab the Zoom bar, put it over here. Mm-hmm. You know, do you see me? Where's the gallery? You had to learn how to, how to get past the, the primary functions of that and then teach them other things. But it's so important that you click the buttons yourself because of the muscle memory involved. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, in, in the Zoom age, you have no choice. They're in a different city, so they have to click the buttons. But, <laughs> um, but people have a fear of it. No, you just show me. No, I'm not just mm-hmm. going to show you. You have to learn it. I heard so many elderly people were like, I'm not doing Zoom. I'm not. But then COVID hit. Guess what? Everybody manned up and did it because they had to. Like, it's so easy to just get an attitude and not do do it, not learn and yet, look at now, we all have access, more access to our grandkids, our families, because we have this amazing technology. Do you guys know, or perhaps it's happened to you, anyone that's um, addicted to Duolingo? What is that? <laughs> oh, no. Duolingo is a language learning app. It's really <laughs> more like a game. But hmm. the, the more you do it, you know, you eventually start learning the language. And it's set up like a competition. And yeah. I don't know if they do it's by level or by by what or whoever happens to be on or whatever it is. And so my sister-in-law is suddenly becoming really proficient in Spanish. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> like after all this time, you know, and she's kind of nearing retirement and looking forward to it and um she like she went and bought herself these new headphones, you know, because they she wasn't hearing as well with the old headphones. Like all of these years of taking meetings and doing all the things she did, but it was this little duolingo Spanish Spanish game that made her like, "Oh my gosh, I need to get better at this." So, uh-huh. she's got these nice headphones now. It's interesting because it's it's it just it's it feels addictive to me, you know, but uh-huh. I think it's the competition. She's like, "Oh my god, I I was in first place when I went to bed last night and I woke up and now I'm in 10th place. So she's getting up early before work and like studying Spanish. And it's just great. They have a million languages on there. You can learn any wow. language you want. Italian's one of them. Yeah. So have you done this? <laughs> I haven't, but my husband is doing it and he feels like he's in prison now <laughs> because if he doesn't do it, he, he's a wreck. Like he's like, oh, oh my god, somebody's beating me. Uh, hold on, um, I got. I'll be right back. <laughs> oh my! So, so are he's... you going to Italy? Yes. <laughs> you are. So Claire, I've got a lot of questions for you. <laughs> I can't wait. Did you know if you're an adult living with asthma or COPD, getting sick with pertussis may result in severe complications? Pertussis, or whooping cough, is a serious respiratory illness. Vaccination is the best way to help protect against pertussis. Speak to your healthcare provider to ensure you are up to date on your Tdap vaccination. Learn more at lung.org. It's beautiful, and more importantly, people are really nice. People are just nice. They just they like tourists, and they're happy. Oh. And yeah, it's yeah. I, I had Sweet. a magical time there. Is there an a, a, occasion? Is there a uh, just like Mark have a conference or something or you guys are just going 
Mark and I were going to do a honeymoon over there. Instead, we went to the Virgin Islands, uh, which I don't regret because I loved it there. I mean, I loved it so much there. Like, I wish we could go back there again. So we've had that in our minds. And now he just kind of was something he decided to revisit. And it's like, hey, let's do this. So a church friend gave him a travel agent and then just kind of went from there. Wow. That is so cool. So cool. Yeah. I would say the only, there's one piece of advice I'm going to give you right now. And I'm guessing the travel (laughs) agent probably also gave you this advice. If there's anything you absolutely positively really want to do and know you don't want to miss, buy the tickets in advance. In fact, buy them right now. Like, really? like going to the Vatican or the Coliseum or, or what, whatever it is, whatever it is, oh, wherever you're yeah. going, if there's something you see that you want to do, don't wait till you get there because either it's going to be not available or it's going to be at a time that you don't want to go or it's whatever. And you probably think, how do I know six months in advance that I want to go to the Vatican at eight o'clock on a Thursday morning? <laughs> you do. You just, uh, you do. You will, you know, it, whatever it is that you want to do, if it's the thing you, if your kids absolutely got to be in the Coliseum to see where the lions ate people, you know, then yeah. that is going to be, it's worth m- manipulating everything around that. And then you can be footloose and fancy free on the rest of it. But again, the travel agent will help you with all that. Damage caused by tornadoes is devastating and traumatic. After these storms, dishonest contractors show up hoping to make a quick buck from your insurance claim. They'll promise anything if they can get you to sign a contract, collect your payment in advance, and ultimately do no work at all. Avoid being the victim of contractor fraud. It estimates from at least three contractors. Check references and remember, if you didn't request it, reject it. To report fraud, call us at 1-800-TELL-NICB. This is a public service message from the National Insurance Crime Bureau. Awesome. Oh. I'm so excited for you. Thanks, you too. Uh, oh. Thanks, COVID. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now I want to go to the Virgin Islands all of a sudden. I've never been there. We loved it over there. Um, I, I can't even tell you what hotel we stayed at, but where, wherever it was, they had the best breakfast. It's probably just something you get regular, but like grits and sausage and this and that and waffles Uh, (laughs) but it tastes just extra good (laughs) (laughs) everything's extra good when you're on vacation (laughs) (laughs) we went to uh we went to scotland many years ago Oh, and, that um, is that was dreamy. A, oh, it was just a fantastic trip. And and we were we were on this tiny little island, and, and we stayed in this... Um, we were there for the clan reunion, the McNeil. Oh, my, the my wife is a McNeil. The McNeils. We were there for the McNeil clan reunion. And uh, so we were on this little island called Barra, way out in the way out in the ocean, and um, we we stayed at the like the one like the fancy the fancy hotel, but you know it wasn't that fancy, but it was just beautiful little little old hotel. And every any, wow. every morning we had breakfast, and like on a normal life, if I would never have eaten those things, <laughs> really things like blood sausage and you know. <laughs> haggis and whatever you know like if i was like here and went to denny's and they had haggis i'd be like are you out of your freaking mind but (laughs) for some reason when you're in this magical place in this beautiful little hotel and you can see the ocean and hear the seagulls and you're like i'm gonna eat all the things you know so i know what you mean it's like you you probably you know you basically had bacon and grits in the virgin islands but it was the (laughs) best bacon and grits ever (laughs) (laughs) or like when you when you go to new orleans and you're like oh you have to have beignets and coffee i mean it's basically a powder donut and coffee but when you're in new orleans it's like oh i had beignets it was the greatest thing i ever ate you know right 
It's just powdered donuts. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm hungry for beignets. <laughs> so, Claire, when are you going back to Italy? Oh, um, come with us as soon as my as soon as my wife makes her first million. Mm. Well, okay, maybe not million. As soon as she makes her first hundred thousand. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, no, that's definitely the plan. Uh, as soon as possible. I, I would go back to Italy anytime. There's so many. I didn't get to go to Florence, and, and I didn't mm. get to go to Venice. God. So there's a there's a lot yet to be seen. But it's definitely a place that we want to go. And we also want to go. We were fortunate enough to go to Greece once, too. We'd like Fine. to be able to go back there. Yeah, I love Europe. I, I love being there. I never, I was always somebody who, why do I want to go to Europe? There's so much great stuff to see in the U.S. And there is a lot of great stuff to see in the U.S. We have a phenomenal country, and um, I think everybody should travel as much of it as they can. But Europe is just different, you hmm. know? It's just different in so many ways, and it's just lovely. And even traveling, once you're actually on a plane, it's great. It's getting on the plane. It's <laughs> not fun parking and getting to the airport and getting your luggage and like ugh, the whole flying thing is a pain in the butt but once you're actually on it it's great then they treat you like a king up there so yeah, yeah I love I love to travel awesome so you guys know that I flew last weekend and I don't check my bags because I just want to carry them I don't want to lose them but right. they said, oh, there's not room and probably not going to have, you know, a place for it if you don't check it. So I checked it at the gate because that's always free. And so when I go to baggage carry, I, carriage, I pick, grab my suitcase and I put it down beside me and it tips over. I'm like, what's happening? The whole corner's gone. The whole fourth <gasps> wheel, gone. Like, oh my God. Not cracked, not just a wheel broke off. The, I, I see fabric. Like the whole corner's gone and I'm like, I don't even know what to do. Why's my underwear hanging out? I know. It's so crazy. So <laughs> I went, I decided I better go ask, you know, somebody. So I did. And she was new and she was nice. She goes, oh, here's a pamphlet. Call this number. So I called the number and I'm now I've walked away because I'm meeting a friend who's flying in from somewhere else. And they go, well, they'll give you a bag. Just go back there. So I go back there and she's looking at me like deer in the headlights you know she goes I don't know what to do I'm new and so she called her supervisor well they didn't have any extra bags so what they said is they're going to send me all the information for me to fill it out in the meantime don't get rid of your suitcase so I had to go home with a broken suitcase and it's tipping over the whole way and oh my gosh it was crazy but I can't throw it away because they say you can't I don't know why like they're going to come and check it or I don't know but yeah the whole corner like a bit more than four inches wide. That is crazy. That I've never seen nuts. that before. Yeah, it was insane. Now I bought this suitcase. I don't know how long ago at Costco. I have no idea what I paid for it. I tried to look it up. You know, they want they want a receipt. It's like seriously. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's a good expectation. <laughs> exactly. Right. So weird. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. I filled it all out and. Uh, sent it in and somebody sent me an article about someone who did that and they sent her like a hundred suitcases <laughs> oh, wow yeah and everyone's like hey I'll buy one hey I'll take one so anyway but it looked just like mine it looked the same thing so it might be those hard cases maybe they you know crack easier but yeah I'm like what the whole corner of my suitcase gone I'm like remember that monkey commercial for the airlines right. the 
Sam's yeah. like, <laughs> I'm like around. Yeah. what is happening back there? <laughs> and then when I, so when I go back to the airport and then you hand them the bag, they look at you like cheapskate traveling with a busted suitcase. I'm like, you did it. You <laughs> 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 told me I couldn't throw it away. What this. am I supposed to do? <laughs> Don't judge me. <laughs> they should have at least let you ride a cart then anywhere you needed to go in the airport. Yeah. yeah. Right. Like one of the wheels was gone because of that crack, right? Mm-hmm. Or, yeah, the or, whole, oh. yeah. There, it was oh. a four-wheeler, so I could tip it. But still, then you go to put it down. If you're not paying attention, then it just flings over and knocks somebody in the next aisle over, you know, while you're waiting. Oh, oh sorry. <laughs> I forgot my wheel's right. gone. <laughs> it is good, though. So it had a big hole in it where stuff yeah. could have fallen out? And they yeah, didn't, like, ex- tape it up? Because I've seen that before where they, like, I've seen like people, at least. like, yeah. get their suitcase and all of a sudden it's all duct taped and I'm like, I didn't drop it off like that. Yeah. Well, there was <laughs> cloth, but I don't even think they knew. I mean, I, I think it must have got hung up. I don't know. It was like... right. My poor suitcase. I mean, just think if you send an animal through <laughs> baggage claim. Right. It's like terrifying. <laughs> so. Oh, I'm sorry that happened. That really stinks. <laughs> I'm the same way, though. I, I try to carry on as much as I can. I don't, mm-hmm. uh, it, or unless I'm going, if I'm going to someplace, I carry, I carry on my bag. But if once I'm coming home, then I check it. I'm like, eh, if I get it, I don't, I, at yeah. least I'll be home, you know. <laughs> if it's a straight shot, I don't mind. But if you yeah. if if you're switching planes, it's like oh man, yeah 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 that could be. Let's tell Anna all the scary stories before she <laughs> right. Uh, maybe I'll use that service where you just mail everything to your destination and there have it go. mailed back to you at home. What's that yeah. called? It's, it's called expensive, is what it's called. It's called expensive. <laughs> expensive Incorporated. Uh-huh. Yes. Yeah, oh, just like take it. a take a lean on your house, and you can have right. that done. <laughs> it's right up there with you know taking a pet to Australia. I mean, it's like, oh my really? god! My when, when after my nephew got married and he and his wife, it she had she works she works for a company that's based in Australia. And during COVID, she was you know here in the U.S. But once COVID was kind of over, they were like, look, you got it. We got to have you here now. So after they got married, they they went ahead and moved there, and. um you know, she got a big relocation expense, which was good, but it didn't cover the cat. And oh. they really wanted to take the cat because they know they're going to be there for like three, at least three years. So um, they, their whole, their registry, send the cat to Australia. They didn't want dishes and plates and anything. The whole, the wedding registry, <laughs> the bride, the bridal shower, everything was just wow. give us money so we can take our cat to Australia. And oh we my did. But oh everybody did. I don't know how you're going to get home. I guess getting home is easier, but. um, Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it's it's called expensive. Mm. All right. (laughs) So you watched the Oscars? Oh, yeah. I watched the whole thing. You guys? Yes. What do you think? Yeah. It was the most charming Oscars. I thought, first of all, the whole ceremony was just so lovely. Like, even even the meanest jokes that Jimmy Kimmel told weren't that mean. (laughs) And they didn't have any of the kind of cringy, weird dance numbers. Everything they did, it just clipped right along. But there were like this guy, the guy, the the song that won for best song was from this Indian film. And this song is basically a dance number. And it's just this joyful, cinematic 
crazy dance and song. And the guy got up there, and he is of, of Indian descent. I forget what, what city he's from, but he's probably in his 50s. And he got up there, and he was wearing kind of a very traditional Eastern suit. And all he did, he got up there and he just talked about how much he loves music and how much he grew up on American music and he loved the Carpenters, Lori. And he sang, <laughs> he sang on top of the world. And I started crying. I'm like, oh my God. That's so sweet. <laughs> yep. Oh my goodness. Do you guys remember this, this young man who, uh, he's special needs and he won an award for a short film called An Irish Goodbye. Mm-hmm. And everyone started singing happy birthday right. uh, to him, which was so, so nice. It was just so cool because he just looks so happy and, and he was very deserving of that Oscar. And he's a Starbucks employee. He actually ended up working the next day after the Oscars. It was really a a nice, charming, feel-good kind of evening. Maybe it was because they had those people standing by in case there was another slap. They they had the the crisis team. (laughs) Right. No one wanted to get tackled by, you know, Mike Tyson or whatever. Saturday Night Live had a funny sketch the night before about, about the crisis team, and Mike Tyson was the head of it. And he's like, you know, you just... I'll, you know, I'll be here, I'll be standing by, but you should know there are a few things that set me off, like little, little gold statues and when people say movies are magical. You know, like, oh. oh, that's so great. Oh, man. But um, Lady Gaga was like, but even my brother, I'm, I'm always on a on text chain with my siblings during the, all, the, all the award shows. And Which is so cute. My, my brother's like, Who, who's that lady singing the Lady Gaga song? And I'm like... <laughs> Well, that's Lady Gaga. <laughs> In his defense, she didn't, you know, wear as much of the makeup she would yeah. and all that. She didn't, she would wear just regular clothes. I've never seen her like that, ever. Even, I mean, she looked like she looked like In A Star Is Born, just like a girl in a convenience yeah. store. I mean, yeah. it was like, wow. You know, yeah, yeah, that was good, and and Kehi Kwan winning, and and just just the joy, all the people who won. People are always happy when they win. I'm not saying they aren't, but just the 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 joy in the speeches and the faces of people for whom this was the first time, whether it was composers or the tech people, or um, I mean, it was just great. You know, I I really enjoyed the whole thing. Well, you know, Jimmy took a lot of uh, a lot of uh, hits for. People thought he said Rihanna's name wrong, but he didn't. That's how she, that's what she calls herself, Rihanna, not Rihanna. Right. Mm-hmm. He yeah. actually, I, I saw that too, where mm-hmm. he, um, for, for all the big goofus goofball he is, he, apparently he's a real stickler for, for kids yeah, like that. Yeah, apparently. And he actually yeah. went to her people and said, how do I say them? And she tolerates people calling her Rihanna, but when she talks about herself, it's Rihanna. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Like, like um, Anna. They said Rihanna like um, Anna. That's right. <laughs> That's probably where she got it from. Uh-huh, I'm sure she did. <laughs> I want to say my name like I am Anna D. <laughs> I, I do. I want to take exception to, uh, there's, a, there's a lot of things in, I read a lot of, you know, gossip magazines and all that kind of stuff. And there are certain words that come every year that really annoy me. And one of them is the word snub. When people talk about something getting snubbed, that, that really bothers me. You know, it's like, it's not, and I'm not saying, believe me, there are, there are things that are left out and, and I'm not talking about the, I'm not even talking about the notion of, 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 you know, of, of opportunity and ethnicity and 
hashtag Oscar so white. I'm talking about the actual literal word snub, right? When you have awards, and maybe we just should do away with awards. If you don't have, have awards, then don't have awards. If it's not something you're into, then don't be into it, right? But the notion of these telecasts or these academies is to honor people who've gone above and beyond and uh -huh. done just like really great original something new. And there's always like, well, here's the movies that got snubbed. You know, there's like a thousand movies that come out every year, right? Yeah. And even the tiny ones get notice, right? If something if something is teeny tiny, like I'm thinking about like Slumdog Millionaire that was Ugh. barely made for anything a few years ago and went on to win all those awards, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Like if something is really of high quality, it's going to get noticed and people are going to see it and there's going to campaign and there's, there's going to be a way that, that people are going to get it, you know? I think everything everywhere all at once really started out as a grassroots campaign. It didn't it didn't have any kind of marketing behind it until it started to get some traction and then they put a little bit more behind it, right? It doesn't have any big stars in it. I mean Michelle Yeoh is awesome, oh, but yeah. she's it's not like she's Meryl Streep, right? Where people go, "Oh, I know who that is," you know? Yeah, yeah, um yeah, and yeah. so people are like, "Well, that movie got snubbed." It's just, I hate that word. I just want to mm. punch that word. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I, I think it also lends to that negativeness. Like I remember seeing something, uh, Ben Affleck said something to J-Lo and somebody was, people were trying to say like, like he was saying something weird. All he was saying is they're framing up the picture of, of I think it was Paul Rudd and I'm going to, I'm going to move out. So it's going to look like you're with him. Like it was just something silly, but they're like, what's he saying to her? And, you know, and, and, and there was a look, uh, somebody that didn't win. I'm, I can't think of the, who it was. And then they wanted to jump all over that. So I think that oh, there's Angela a Bassett. Yeah, yeah everybody's all over Angela Bassett for, for not having a happy enough face when someone else won the award. Yeah. yeah. And can yeah. you imagine the disappointment? And she probably was thrilled for, I mean, wasn't everyone thrilled for Jamie? But still, there's a disappointment and there's a moment, you know, and it's like, right. why can't we just be more positive? Why do we have to go after everyone and cancel and snub and, you know, yeah, let's let's punch it. Let's let's make it into a balloon and punch it. Yeah. <laughs> Snub. Boom. You're out. Bam. I, I watched this. Uh, I had a, a YouTube thing come up that, of course, I had to click on. Of um, I forgot about this. There was an uh, Emmy Award several years ago when the category of Best Actress in a Comedy came up. And there were like, I don't know, seven women nominated that year. And they had colluded ahead of time to do this. But they treated it like a pageant. They were like, when they read the nominees, they all like ran up on the stage and you were like, oh my God, why is she up on stage? She didn't win. And then they said the next one and she got up there and they started holding hands and I'm like, oh my God, it's like a beauty pageant. And they were, <laughs> yeah. all, they were all of them so like happy and supportive and jumping up and down like like 19 year old girls at a pageant, you know? I and then when the winner won, it was Melissa McCarthy who won. And then she looked genuinely happy, but then was also playing up the whole pageant thing. It was so cute. And it was like, oh, my God, here are all these people that are visibly supporting one another. Right. I love you it. know, yeah. but it doesn't always happen. Normally you stay in your seat and then the camera pans on you when you're and God forbid you have the same name as imagine being Michelle Williams and Michelle Yeoh and not knowing which one of you was going to win and having oh. to get to the last name. Right. Oh, right. <laughs> it's Michelle. Yeah. <laughs> oh. I think that happened at the the British Awards. I think they said. They announced Carrie Mulligan instead of Carrie Condon. Oh, and, oh. But I don't think Carrie Mulligan was up for anything. So I think it was, <laughs> it's not like it was nobody's feelings got hurt as so much as like people were very confused. <laughs> <laughs> 
maybe if they just said, what was the name that John Travolta accidentally said instead oh. of... It was Adita Menzel, but I forget yes. what he said. <laughs> said it wrong. Yeah. Adele Dazim. Adele Dazim or something. <laughs> and the winner is... <laughs> oh, my God. There were also... A lot of people were making a big deal about a... Uh, there was a, a singer who, had, who was nominated for uh, Song of the Year, I believe, who was wearing this, like, big white headdress thing. Oh. And... <laughs> People were like, even watching it, I'm like, God, I feel kind of bad for the people sitting behind her, you know? I wonder if if you can see through that, you know? But I thought maybe I was the only one who noticed, and then all of a sudden it was, like, everywhere. And I'm like, oh, now I feel bad for her. I didn't notice until, like, someone on Twitter. um, (laughs) So you you keep in touch with your siblings. I keep in touch with Twitter. (laughs) (laughs) And someone on Twitter put a... A picture of the lady on there and they're like now how rude is it to wear this on, on the oscars you know <laughs> I, i'm surprised um none of the ushers or somebody didn't just say hey you know what or just somebody behind her just put their drink on top of it because it's like <laughs> there were probably like i don't know a good seven people who couldn't see around that wow i would think yeah that was just yeah that was not well thought out Come on, lady. <laughs> Designer on that. Um, in the previous, uh, I think it was the SAG Awards, Michelle Yeoh wore this dress that had some kind of big, like, frou-frou all the way down the front. And when she won her award, the frou-frou was hitting the microphone. So you, oh. couldn't, you couldn't hear her acceptance speech because it was all... <laughs> oh, my gosh. And uh, I bet they were like, ooh, her, her like team was probably like, oh, we need to think about that stuff till it happens so i'm sure the designer of that dress with the giant headdress from the oscars is going to be like okay note to self don't do that (laughs) or look at all the advertising i got because of that (laughs) right yeah that's That's true true. there's no such thing as bad publicity right right (laughs) (laughs) oh my goodness all right well girls i gotta wrap it up to get to get to work you got it you got it well you guys Thanks for uh, putting up with my sicky ways. <laughs> You're pretty with it for COVID, Brain Sister. Yeah. Thank you. Hey. Thank you. I I think we were kind of twinsies, Claire, because uh, I think it was only like a few weeks ago, right, for you? Yeah, about a month yeah. ago. Yeah. Yeah. So, yay. <laughs> when are you going to get it, Lori? Or uh, did you already I, have it? Yeah, I think I had it before it was a thing, um, before we even heard about it. <laughs> Before we heard about the guy in Everett, remember that, Anna, when we're like, oh, the first guy is in Everett where I live. Uh, I got really sick. I, and, and Oh, yeah. And I had to ask you to work for me. And yes. you guys had, yeah, had plans. But I, in fact, um, after I got back out in public, I mean, I was like four days down. People are like, oh, my gosh, you've lost weight. I mean, I was so sick. I thought I was going to die, but I didn't know about COVID. And I'm like, that's the worst flu I've ever Because I don't usually have the flu. Yeah, it's horrible. But, you know. Do you think that was it? That was COVID? I kind of think it was. I didn't have respiratory, but, boy, I couldn't even move. Remember I said, I don't think I can come to work. And I'm like, I don't even think I can get to my bedroom. I don't know if you oh remember that, but I couldn't move. And I have that a friend. That's how I felt. Yeah, mm-hmm. I have a friend who's a mm-hmm. doctor. And she had just texted me about something, and I said, oh, I'm not going to work. I, I have the flu. I can't even move. And she's like, you can't move? And I go, no, I can't move. And she goes, I'm coming over. And thank goodness. I mean, I would have called my sister or something, but I was I could not move for three days. Yeah, you probably did have it. 
You were the first in Everett. <laughs> but then I came to work that was like 2020. four days later. Yeah. So then I was around everyone, but nobody else got it. So. Yeah. Because yeah. we didn't know, you know. Yeah. No, yep. we didn't know. Yeah. Crazy. Gosh. Wow. That's so crazy. Yeah. So I want to hear, hear Claire say her name like you say your name, Anna. Say my name. Yeah. Like you said, you want to be like Anna D. I'm Anna D. Oh, <laughs> so I would rhyme like rhyme with Rihanna. Right, Rihanna. Claire, Cle- we'll, we'll, fi- we'll find you a movie star, Claire. Cleanna. Okay. <laughs> Claranna. Claranna. There we go. That sounds like Claire a medication. Like Might cause headaches, nausea, diarrhea, and a temporary rash. <laughs> Oh, by the way, that that uh, that Oscar winner I was talking about, James mm-hmm. Martin. I had to look uh-huh. him up. James oh. Martin, congratulations! Good. Irish goodbye. Yeah, good. Awesome. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, and to all you Oscar winners, good job. And all you Oscar nominees, good job. Right. And all you Oscar snubbed people. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. You too. You too. <laughs> and that lady with the headdress. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, where can we find you on the social media? I'm on Twitter at Claire Beverly, C-L-A-I-R-E-B-E-V-E-R-L-Y. I'm Coach Lori, L-A-U-R-I-E, on Facebook. I'm Anna D on Twitter. <laughs> Ciao, Bella. Not, you sure you're not on a D? <laughs> I'm Rihanna. <laughs> Without the V. <laughs> <laughs> well, love you guys. Happy St. Patrick's Day. Glad you're okay. Thank, Thank you. Get well. Oh, it's St. Patrick's Day. Get well. Yeah, drink your green beer for me because I can't. I'm on Paxlovid. <laughs> Maybe tomorrow. <laughs> Look at the Irish, everybody. Love you. Bye. Love, you, guys. Love, Love you. you. This is Listen and Learn. Oh. Or-